Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. For tomorrow afternoon, temperatures will top out in the lower to mid-40s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, 38 degrees in Gaithersburg, 40 degrees still in Arlington, and 37 degrees in Atlanta, Maryland at 759. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. And a good evening to you. I'm Mike Marillo coming up. Details on plans to bring the Capitals and Wizards here to Alexandria. I'm Neil Augenstein. D.C.'s mayor insists a move to Virginia for the Caps and the Wizards is not necessarily a done deal. I'm Kate Ryan. On the arena deal, Virginia's new Senate Majority Leader says... We have to evaluate the project for taxpayer risk. I'm Nick Ainelli. What people in this quiet neighborhood are saying about the Caps and Wizards possibly moving nearby? I'm Scott Gelman. House Republicans vote to formalize their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. WTOP Capitol Hill Court. Correspondent Mitchell Miller will have more at 8.15. It is 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. The U.S. House of Representatives votes to begin a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden. CBS's Scott McFarlane on Capitol Hill. A party line vote tonight. The resolution is adopted. We'll launch another attempt to impeach a U.S. president. Republicans approved a formal impeachment inquiry alleging President Biden might have benefited from his son's foreign business dealings and has stonewalled them. What are you scared of? What facts do you not want to come out? Democrats blasted the move. They've been at it for so long. And of course, Donald Trump wants to keep it going into the next year for the campaign season. Um, You think Trump's directing this? Oh, completely. That's Democrat Congressman Jamie Raskin of New York. The president's son, Hunter, is defending himself against years of attacks by Republicans and says his father has had no financial involvement in his business affairs. Earlier today, Hunter Biden ignored a congressional subpoena to appear privately for a deposition before Republican investigators. I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. And Hunter Biden says he'll only testify in public. A good day on Wall Street as stocks surged and the Dow closed at a record high above 37,000. Investors welcomed the Fed's news that its key interest rate would remain unchanged and rate cuts coming next year. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Year to date, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up almost 12 percent. The S&P 500 is ahead by 22.6 percent. And the Nasdaq Composite is up almost 41 percent this year, driven in part by the big names in the technology sector. A man is charged in the murder of a Detroit synagogue president, WWJ's Luke Sloan. 28-year-old Michael Jackson Bolanos has been charged with felony murder, home invasion, and lying to a police officer in the murder of 40-year-old Samantha Wall. Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy. There are no facts to suggest that this defendant knew Miss Walls, and there are certainly no facts to suggest that this was a hate crime. This is the second time a suspect has been taken into custody in Wool's murder. There were no charges for the first suspect, but Detroit's Jewish community is still in mourning. Rabbi Asher Lopatin. I'm just so sad and devastated that anyone would do this to such a precious soul. Luke Sloan for CBS News, Detroit. Pope Francis tells a Mexico news service that he has decided to vastly simplify the elaborate funeral rites for a pontiff and be the first one to be buried outside the Vatican in more than a century. The Pope turns 87 on Sunday. This is CBS News. 
Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credits. It is 8.03 on a Wednesday, December the 13th, 2023. Right now we have 40 degrees and we're heading down to the mid-30s. And a good evening to you. I'm Mike Marillo. Our top story this evening continues to be the potential move of the Caps and Wizards to Northern Virginia. It's being described as transformational and monumental. The owner of the Washington Capitals and Wizards has unveiled a multi-billion dollar plan to move his teams from the district to the Potomac Yard neighborhood in Alexandria. The plan still needs to clear some obstacles, but it comes to fruition if it does. It's a potential economic earthquake that would affect the fortunes of both Northern Virginia and D.C. Our team coverage begins now with WTOP's Neil Loggenstein. Here next to the Potomac Yard Metro is where it'll be built, says Ted Leonsis, the majority owner of the Washington Capitals and Wizards. And when we first came out here and I saw 70 acres and the ability to stalk with a clean slate. Besides a new arena, there'd be a new headquarters for his monumental sports, a media studio, performance venue, retail and restaurants. He promises to be a good neighbor. Having that personal touch is vital to make Make sure that you are listening, that you're hearing, that you're empathetic and understand what is going on in the community. Governor Glenn Youngkin says the deal would benefit Virginia taxpayers. Over the life of this project, 30,000 new jobs and an estimated $12 billion of economic activity to be generated in the Commonwealth and in the city of Alexandria. In Alexandria, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Now, while D.C.'s mayor says she's disappointed, she says she's not admitting defeat yet. WTOP's Kate Ryan has more on D.C.'s work to try to keep the teams here. Despite the fact that Virginia officials appeared with Monumental's Ted Leonsis to announce plans to move from D.C. to Potomac Yard, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser told reporters. And I'm not sure from what I heard this morning what the Virginia process is, um, but we expect um, that it will hit some snags. Bowser repeated that she was in lockstep with the D.C. Council to offer $500 million to retain the Wizards and the Capitals at Capital One Arena in downtown. Which means that Monumental could have their uh, dollars from the district as early as the spring. In the meantime, Bowser said she's focused on the future of D.C.'s downtown and protecting and growing area businesses there. In the district, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Now the deal still needs the approval of the Virginia General Assembly and Alexandria City Council. WTOP's Nick Ionelli continues our team coverage. It's definitely a very interesting opportunity for Virginia. And it could get broad support in the General Assembly because of tax revenue that would benefit the entire state, says Scott Surival, the incoming Virginia Senate Majority Leader. But he tells WTOP he wants to learn more. We have to evaluate the project for taxpayer risk. There's going to be a lot of questions about the transportation infrastructure necessary to support the project and who's funding that. In Alexandria, Mayor Justin Wilson is enthusiastic. Everyone in this city will benefit from this investment. Those sources on the Alexandria City Council tell WTOP that while they are excited about this, they have questions about the impact on traffic congestion and transportation. The council plans to talk publicly about the project and release more details during a meeting on Saturday. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Now, some of the residents who live near where the new development will be in Alexandria say they're thrilled they may be able to soon walk to Capitals and Wizards games. 
Though Scott Gelman with WTOP tells us others are concerned about the development. And so we're going to have to come to the fact that we're going to be getting a longer commute times. Here in the Delray neighborhood of Alexandria, signs on poles say save the neighborhood, stop the stadium at Potomac Yard. It's kind of a crime to think that with all the other issues in Alexandria right now with lack of housing and everything else that we're going to cut a tax break for a billionaire to come over and bring a basketball team. But some residents are excited at the chance to be within walking or biking distance to watch the Capitals or Wizards. I think it's fantastic. It's wonderful probably going to see a game or two. got some texts today about it. Like, I'm not too happy about this. I don't know about you guys. No, I'm not, I'm not against it. In Alexandria, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. So if the move does end up happening, will the new arena be easily accessible? WTOP's Traffic reporter Dave Dildine talks about that. It's interesting. We don't talk about it often, but there is a new transit way that runs down U.S. Route 1. There have been a big investment in that, both on the part of the city of Alexandria and Arlington County. That's going to connect Old Town Metro to, I think, Pentagon City. Obviously, the new metro station, Potomac Yard, is going to be uh, getting a workout if this uh, continues to move forward, as it looks like it may very well. So there are transit options. Now, it is on uh, closer to the end of a metro rail line as opposed to in the center of the metro system. System. But there's a lot of unknowns right now. WTOP traffic reporter Dave Dildine. And coming up on WTOP after traffic and weather, the U.S. approves a new kind of nuclear reactor for the first time in 50 years. It is 808. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s here on WTOP. Bob Immler in the traffic center. Well, pretty quiet around the region, around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia. There are no incidents or delays to report. Still working on the crash in Manassas in the battlefield on 29 north of 234 and getting by there under police direction. 66, that is running pretty well both inside and outside the Beltway. And both 395 and 95 are pretty quiet uh, between uh, Fredericksburg and Springfield and up toward the 14th Street Bridge. And then in the district, up and down 295 along 695 and 395, running pretty well so far. 50 out to the Bay Bridge is good to go. 95 at the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each running without delay, as is 270. Want to test an electric car? Plug it to fitsmall.com. Find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now to 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Jones. Clear skies this evening and overnight. A plus considering we've got the Gemini meteor showers peaking tonight going into early tomorrow morning. One of the best, one of the most active of the year. So hopefully you can see some shooting stars. Temperatures will continue to drop through the 30s. We'll be down in the 20s by early Thursday morning. And a cooler day too with temperatures topping out in the lower to mid 40s across the area under partly sunny skies. I'm 7 News. Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now, 37 degrees in Reston. We have Bethesda, Maryland, 37 degrees and 42 degrees along the National Mall right now on WTOP. And the forecast brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here is Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. 
Signals from the Fed that interest rates may fall in 2024 lit a fire under stocks. Officials left rates unchanged at their final meeting of the year and forecast rate cuts of three-quarters percent next year. Dow Industrials closed at a record for the first time in almost two years, gaining 512. The S&P 500 rose 63. The Nasdaq climbed 201. Pfizer stayed home from the party, falling nearly 7 percent. It offered a disappointing 2024 outlook as demand for its COVID vaccine slows. Latest inflation reading offers further evidence that price pressures are easing. The government says wholesale prices were flat last month. For the first time in 50 years, the government has approved a new type of nuclear reactor, one not cooled by water. A California startup will build a test reactor in Tennessee. Interest is growing in nuclear power to help fight climate change. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, House Republicans formalized their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. We'll get details from WTOP's Mitchell Miller. It is 8-11. A recent WTOP panel discussion in partnership with AARP focused on the important role of family caregivers. Nancy Lamond is Chief Advocacy and Engagement Officer for AARP. There are 48 million family caregivers in the United States, and roughly 61% of all family caregivers are working full or part-time in a paid position. So this is on top of it. And the estimates are that this care accounts for roughly $600 billion to the economy. And that's more than all out-of-pocket spending on health care in the United States. So it is a huge economic issue for the health care system, and it's also an economic issue for individual families. To hear more of the discussion, including challenges facing family caregivers, as well as initiatives and resources to help them, go to WTOP.com and search AARP. AARP is committed to continued support of programs, laws, and policies that provide caregivers the support they need. At Easy Cater, we get it. Ordering food for work means you have to deal with this. Client meeting on Tuesday. Client wants Taco Tuesday. 19 people. Need vegan options. Their budget just got slashed. Meeting is now Monday. What about Mediterranean? Client still wants Taco. Claire has a nut allergy. Gluten-free. Oh, Under budget. Look at the Is Tacos for a client meeting? Just use Easy Cater. Food for work delivered on time as ordered with a huge variety. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. Dad's doctor says it's time to focus on quality of life and comfort. I'm not sure where to start. I'm glad you called Jessa. We can help. When you reach out to Jessa, our hospice nurse will meet you at home for an assessment that's completely covered by Medicare to create a comprehensive care plan so you can truly be present in the moments you and your loved one share. Medicare and most insurances cover hospice 100%. Contact Jessa at JSSA.org. Proudly serving Montgomery County. Coming up, what could a change in distance mean for the Caps and Wizards? Sports in 10 minutes on WTOP. When you donate to Goodwill, you're supporting a convenient local nonprofit that offers hope to people facing difficult barriers to employment. You're providing them with training, career development, and life skills that will prepare them for success and self-sufficiency. And you're protecting our planet by keeping millions of pounds of material out of area landfills every year. When you donate to Goodwill, you're not just cleaning out your home. You're transforming lives and communities. Please donate today. Visit dcgoodwill.org for a donation center near you. Attention families of Prince George's County Middle and High School students. As a career and technical education student at PGCPS, you can earn college credit in industry certifications or licensing while in high school with no student debt. 
From IT to construction to engineering, choose from more than 30 programs of study. Plus, find a mentor in your chosen field. Become an apprentice. Get help finding a job and graduate high school with the ability to earn livable wages immediately. Your future starts now at pgcps.org slash CTE. Seating is limited. Apply today. Washington's top news. WTOP. Facts matter. It is 815. I'm Mike Marillo, and thanks for being with us this evening. On this vote. The A's are 221 and the nays are 212. The resolution is adopted. The House tonight voting to approve an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. WTOP's Mitchell Miller joined Sean and Ann from Capitol Hill earlier to explain what this vote means for President Biden. This allows them to put more legal muscle into subpoenas and demands for documents from the White House and potential witnesses. The chair of the Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, today indicated he plans to call several more witnesses. And the Oversight and Ways and Means Committees are also moving ahead with their investigations. Democrats argue that Republicans are on a fishing expedition and have uncovered no specific evidence tying President Biden to the business dealings of his son Hunter, but Republicans say they're following the facts and the division here very much reflected in that vote with all Republicans voting for the impeachment inquiry, all Democrats voting against it. And Mitch, the other big news on Capitol Hill today was Hunter Biden actually came to the Capitol, but he didn't testify. Yeah, this was a really extraordinary event and uh, we had Hunter Biden on the Capitol Hill grounds speaking on behalf of his own case and defending himself and the president. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not in my investments at home nor abroad. So while he was only a short distance away from the House committee hearing room where they were going to have a private deposition, he refused to be deposed privately behind closed doors, arguing that Republicans could cherry pick his testimony. So Republicans are now threatening to hold him in contempt. We'll have to see what happens. That would likely take place in the coming year. Mitch, we understand there has been some movement on talks involving the southern border, which are linked to aid for Ukraine. But can Congress get that across the finish line? Well, that's the big question tonight, and it does not look like they will be able to do it. There has been a furious effort by Democrats and the White House with the backing of President Biden to try to alter the Democrat stance in connection with the southern border. Republicans really pushing hard, as you know, to make sure that there were policy changes in connection with that so that in response to that, they would then allow the aid for Israel and Ukraine to be passed. But right now, it just doesn't look look like there's enough time to do this. Congress is expected to leave in just the next few days. And even the biggest supporters of these negotiations say they, they just can't get it done and it will probably be pushed into the next year. That is WTOP's Mitchell Miller. Quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. And as we've been telling you, reaction continues to pour in on the announcement of a deal between the owner of the Wizards and Caps in the state of Virginia to move the two teams to Alexandria. And House Republicans, as we just talked about, formally approve their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Keep it here for full details on all those stories in the minutes ahead. It is 818. Traffic and weather on the 8th to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, we're at the end of the rush hour, but before any work zones set up. So things are pretty quiet all around the region right now, waiting to see uh, when they do set up. Uh, keep an eye out on Route 100 eastbound near the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. For now, the lanes remain open. And on 95 of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, uh, generally good to go. There's a bit of a slowdown, unusual southbound after Powder Mill, Mill, Powder Mill Road. And uh, not quite sure what's causing that. So be alert, headed south from Laurel into Greenbelt on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. 95 is good, 270 without delay. 
And in Virginia, 66 is also running well both inside and outside the Beltway. Not a whole lot happening on 395 or 95. I believe they cleared the crash on 29 in the battlefield near 234. In the district, though, northbound D.C. 295 before Pennsylvania Avenue. I believe we have a crash there. For over 35 years in the DMV, Greenberg and Betterment has helped tens of thousands of clients who have been hurt in auto accidents or victims of medical malpractice. Visit GBLawyers.com and feel better. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. A chilly evening, a cold night, and frost once again expected for the morning. Temperatures will be dipping down into the 20s to around 30 degrees by early Thursday morning. We've got sunshine on tap for tomorrow, a few scattered clouds again, but a high temperature that will be our coolest of the week, only up to about 40 to 45 degrees. On Friday, temperatures rebound some 10 degrees with highs in the mid-50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we have 41 degrees at the Wharf in D.C., 40 degrees Oxon Hill, and 38 degrees Sterling, Virginia. And coming up on WTOP, what is Monumental Sports saying about D.C.'s counteroffer to keep the teams in the city? Here's Gary Greider, the HPC division leader on the Data Resiliency Series, sponsored by IBM 4. We're working in a fair amount of areas in, you know, driving memory bandwidths and smart memory control mechanisms, things like that, to be able to build machines in the future that enable us to solve problems that we couldn't contemplate solving today. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search IBM 4. In today's ever-evolving digital landscape, data is the lifeblood of federal agencies. Protecting data has never been more crucial. With IBM's storage portfolio, it's not just about safeguarding data. It's about ensuring the availability, recovery, and reliability of stored data to support mission-critical operations. 4Inc. is an IBM Platinum partner providing federal agencies with solutions to keep data secure, accessible, and resilient. Fortify your data resiliency with IBM solutions that deliver unmatched speed and efficiency. Visit FOURINC.com. America needs a reliable supply of semiconductors. Only one company designs and manufactures leading-edge logic chips in the U.S., and that's Intel. With support from the CHIPS Act, Intel is investing more than $100 billion over five years to make America a semiconductor leader, bringing innovation, opportunity, and jobs to America. By expanding in Arizona, New Mexico, Oregon, and Ohio, we will fill vital supply chain gaps and boost our economic and national security. U.S. chip leadership starts with Intel. Traffic takes a turn for the worse. You'll hear about it first on WTOP. Northbound 95 has been shut down in Maryland. Traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. I heard it on WTOP. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. It is 821. WTOP's continuing coverage now of the plan to move the Wizards and Capitals in Northern Virginia. Just before the big announcement this morning, D.C. put a $500 million counteroffer on the table to keep the teams in the city. While Monumental Sports, the owner of the teams, acknowledges that offer. Jordan Silberman, president of venues for Monumental Sports, tells WTOP their focus is elsewhere. All of our focus and attention right now is around the the framework of an agreement that we have with the the state of Virginia, and we're going to focus our attention there. As we embark on this, we still think of uh, Capital One Arena and our our relationship and partnership with the city as as an important part of our future. We we still intend to run Capital One Arena and and put programming and content in here, uh, like the the Washington Mystics in a couple years. D.C. Council member Brooke Pinto represents Ward 2, where Capital 
Capital One Arena is located. She tells us if that happens, the city will need to have a difficult discussion about the future of the area around Capital One. One of the things that we'll be thinking about is how we can drive additional foot traffic downtown to the location of the arena um, in a way that is not just going to support downtown and our, our Chinatown neighborhoods, but that's going to provide a similar type of economic boon to support the entire district budget, which right now is so supported by the generative activity around the arena. While disheartened by the announcement, today she says she hopes Monumental has a change in heart after talking over the city's offer. An 18-, and 15-year-old have been arrested for allegedly tackling a 72-year-old woman and stealing her car in Bethesda yesterday morning. It happened just after 1 in the morning on Woodmont Avenue near Old Georgetown Road. Montgomery County Police say the 72-year-old woman was walking to her car when she was tackled to the ground by two strangers. The suspects demanded her keys before taking off in her 2023 Honda Fit. Police later spotted the car at the intersection of George Avenue and Seminary Road. Officers pulled it over and took three suspects into custody. All three are facing carjacking, assault, and robbery charges. Investigators say both the 16-year-old and the 15-year-old are facing charges for carjackings that happened last month, too. I'm Peter Greenberg, and this is today's Ion Travel Minute. The authorities in Italy have been threatening to impose fees to curb over-tourism at many sites. And now, one fee will definitely go into effect next year. In Venice, they are testing an over-tourism fee. It'll start next April and will cover weekend visitors through mid-July. It will be about $5.50 a day. And the decision was apparently made after UNESCO withdrew the idea of adding Venice to the list of endangered World Heritage Sites. The only exception to paying the fee? Proving you have an overnight hotel reservation. For more information, visit petergreenberg.com. I'm Peter Greenberg, and this is today's Ion Travel Minute. Sports at 25 and 55, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Well, Steve Dresner, lots to talk about today. You'd think so. And just a little bit. It's probably the DMV story, story of the or year. Anything. Well, well, it's got to happen, though. we got to put that in, in perspective. It could. We, we still, it's a might still. It, it's a might story, but you have to admit DMV story of the year. Captain Wizards owner Ted Leonsis announced earlier today he plans to move both teams to Alexandria by 2028. Yes, it would mean the Caps and Wizards would play about four to five miles south of downtown D.C. However, that's still leaving D.C. proper. Earlier today, I caught up with longtime USA sports writer Larry Wiseman. He does make a good point about the proposed geographical change for the Caps and Wizards. When they move, when they leave a city, and I don't care if it's, you know, four miles, ten miles or whatever, they're not part of the city. You know, the Atlanta Braves, they call themselves the Atlanta Braves all they want, but they're something like 10 to 15 miles from Atlanta, and the people who are going to those games up, up where they are, are not the city of Atlanta, folk. It's the suburban people. I know it sounds like Larry's splitting hairs. He does make a good point. Staying on the topic of the Wizards, they're currently in the third quarter. Just under uh, 10 minutes left to go in the third quarter. They currently are trailing the Pelicans 79-70. to Wizards trying to snap that five-game losing streak. College basketball from earlier today. Howard crushing Region 88 to 49, the Bison improved to 4 and 6. Steve Dresner, WTOP Sports.